They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Son of a gun. Matt Hayes. His balls are different in person. Mia O'Brien. I don't know what they're doing. And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and soul. Welcome in, welcome in Thursday, the short shift, but we have got your Jacksonville Jaguars to talk about as they get ready for the Cleveland Browns on the road. Will he or won't he? You know that's going to be the question that we will be tearing into today, that's for sure, but on a Thursday, let me just start it off with a, with that Modelo Yellow. Because we had such a good time yesterday at the Golf Club of Southampton. Uh, thanks to all who brought toys yesterday and played in the tournament. The XL Primetime Christmas, just another outstanding event. Beautiful weather. It was cold at the end of the day when that sun was going down. Mm. But everybody had a great time. Thanks to you know Beaver, Toyota, Sunny, so many of our uh, folks that are always out there helping us. We totally appreciate it. Did you get a sure. chance to ask uh, Maddie Modelo? Mm-hmm. Modelo Maddie. Yeah. What the hell happened with his hair? He because had, it was down past his shoulders last time we he saw He had him. the long flowing locks. He was straight air guitar in it. Yes. He was, he was <clears throat> guitar hero. Now shaved. Then, and then he blazed it. See, I hate guys like yeah, that. Yeah, he blazed it. If you have the hair, flaunt it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flaunt it. He, he, had a, he had a good look going, going for Just a while. Just for us guys that don't have it, flaunt it. Man. So I definitely appreciate uh, the North Florida sales boys, uh, the Coronas, uh, the Corona Cats. They were all out there having a good time. The Marines played in our tournament, which nice. they had a great time. And we got them up at the end of the uh, night. Uh, and, and Derek and everybody at the Gulf Coast Southampton did such a great job. And it was just, you know, just a lot of good people and probably – Forgetting to thank some of them, but really appreciate everybody. And then we even had folks bring toys here yesterday. Nice. So we'll make sure that they go and uh, are donated to the Marines. So if you still have them, you can drop them off, but we will make sure that they get in the hands of those children. That's for sure. So we have got that ultimate question that I don't know that any of us know the answer, including the guy who's going to tell you whether he is going to play and suit up on Sunday. I don't think Trevor Lawrence has the answer of whether or not he's going to play on Sunday. But it seems to me and it seems to everybody else out there uh, that he is bawling to get back health-wise so he can play on Sunday. Risky. Leon, we kind of let off our show yesterday mm-hmm. and then the news that he was going to do the presser. Uh, we've had Doug talk about it and Trevor talk about it. Uh, I don't know that we know the answer. What do you think? Well, I mean, a player in this situation always has to be protected from himself. He's a franchise player. Trevor Lawrence is the face of the franchise, and the last thing you want him to do is go out there and re-aggravate the injury. Mm-hmm. So what you what you want to accomplish is is that you, you want – if he can go, let him go. If he can't go, then um, you just got to sit him down for a week. We got a big one. JJ? Right. Oh. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is why you don't keep a coach because you're worried about a recruiting class. Florida running back Trevor Etienne has entered the NCAA transfer portal. And there will be more coming. As, and these uh, guys are leaving. And Princely, uh, Umami Ellen, who yesterday st- somebody asked him, hey, if, if coaches change, if the defensive staff change, would you return? And he said, yes. So this is why everybody's panicking about a rookie. You can't. So Farley can't fire is him. to blame. Yeah, for, well, uh, well, clearly. Said, so, so here's the thing. My we, man. we say over and over about you can't fire a coach. What about the recruiting class? 
Who cares about a recruiting class? If you get the right coach, you'll keep the recruiting class. You would think. You would think. It just, there, there's, it's so right, short-sighted so. what's going on right now in games. Yeah, so it, short-sighted. Well, and, and, and I, I, I He's guess. He's not the last one either. Right. I was going to say short-sighted. I thought you were going to say lagway when we hit the uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that no, that's big. It, was, it was the one that we've been hearing rumblings about for what? Two, uh, three weeks yeah, at this point. At Eugene days Wilson's so. going to be next. I'm yeah. telling you that right now. And if Eugene Wilson goes, Eugene Wilson what do you do then? I mean, they've already made their decision. Well, you've you've lost, okay. If you were to lose Trey Wilson, who was one of the more dynamic players on the offensive side, second of football. to this guy who's already yeah. in the portal. And heck, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to even say maybe Eugene Wilson's the most dynamic player over Trevor Etienne because as a freshman he stepped on the football field and immediately, when healthy, dominated. Remember, I, I, I we were probably into their seventh or eighth game, and every target he had, he had caught. Okay? <laughs> Think about that. And so I would put him up at the top. And if he does go into the transfer portal, uh, Gator fans, you guys are aware of this. You're keeping track of it. We're going to do a little transfer portal chatter coming up in a little bit. But losing Trevor Etienne is, is no bueno. It's just it's, it sends a signal that Billy doesn't have a good grip on, on his roster. Well, it also sends to the rest of the players. Mm-hmm. If oh, they're yeah. thinking, it, wait, Trevor's out of here? Yeah. What do you think they're that's, thinking? That's the first group yes. that sends a signal to. And then the recruiting class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I've said this over and over and over. You worried about the recruiting class? Hire Lane Kiffin. You think they keep the recruiting class then? Of course they do. Mm-hmm. You think they keep Trevor Etienne then? Of course they do. You would think so. Yeah. I, I know you're trying to fire Billy faster than anybody else. No, but, I'm not. No, 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 no. Yeah, My but, point is this. If you, if you are worried about losing players, mm-hmm. okay, if that's the only reason why you're keeping a coach, that's absolutely ridiculous. That I, yeah, that I agree with. And yeah. the other part that's going to hurt is <clears throat> where do we think Trevor Etienne is going? Because that is even more of a referendum then mm-hmm. on the University of Florida. Because if that, he goes, you're saying Alabama. if he goes to the enemy. If he goes to Alabama. Mm-hmm. If he goes Georgia. to Georgia. Georgia. He's not leaving yeah. Florida without going to a major program. Put it this you way. His parents. Kentucky. <laughs> That's true. His parents, his parents moved. Missouri? His parents moved to the Jacksonville area because they wanted to be close to him and Travis. Yeah. Yes, it's, yes, it's a one-year flyer because I would assume if he performs well, he's going to be draft eligible at the end of this upcoming season. Correct. Correct. So it's essentially a one-year away from home, quote unquote. And especially after Trey Benson starred up in Tallahassee uh, these last couple of years as a. Transfer portal success mm-hmm. uh, out of Oregon. He was one of the first ones when you go back and think about it. Actually, the first one was Jermaine Johnson that really uh, moved. How do we feel yeah. about guys going from Florida to Florida State? Uh, man? I know. This, would, that would be the would end be of football as college no, it football. It I, I'm sorry. Dude, hey, That's listen, a disgrace. it's already over the end of college football but as we know it. That is next level yeah. disrespect. Because it, it doesn't, nothing matters anymore. What if it, he goes to Miami? Is it next level disrespect? Well, we have Brock Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one that I can think of in the whole history of these three schools and of like guys. That's not what I asked yeah. you. I asked you if if you went to Miami, would it still be disrespect? Yeah, to Florida it would yeah. be. Yeah. Would and I accept him with open arms? You're damn right. Yeah. Bro. And the other, but the other next level part of this is that Florida, Florida State play every year. Now Florida and Miami are going to play, so that definitely would have that extra layer to it. But you, you, he's he's well, going to be smart enough to look around and pick a good oh, spot. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And we, we know at least if he goes to Florida State, he's going to get more touches than he did at Florida. Yeah, he will, you want to <laughs> divvy him up? <laughs> yeah, divvy up the touches. So uh-huh. the other part of this is the Gator fans who, much like Billy Napier, are drawing that line in the sta- sand and standing firm 
and saying that if you fired the coach, ETN and company would have gone to the portal anyways. No, they wouldn't. And that is well, the, what about the Texas A&M? That's, that's that is the, the most short-sighted way of thinking I've ever seen. Well, but Texas A&M is an example of what Mia just or, said. I yeah. mean, or, everybody is leaving Texas A&M since yeah. Jimbo's been Because they well, didn't well, have— Well, no, 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 they're leaving since Mike El- Elko was hired. If you hire no. the right guy, they're not leaving. Yeah, it, it, what, what, what would keep them from not at least being interested in what Mike Elko is going to bring there? Because what he brought to Duke was— He's a defensive guy. He brought an exciting offense. I, I don't disagree. Look, I don't disagree, and I'm not saying Mike Elko's not a good coach. I think he's a very good coach. Certainly not exciting. You, you if you're a player on that team, the individual, you're not, is not. first talking yeah. to the coach before jumping out. Yeah. Okay, you're not just jumping out. These guys all spoke with him. The majority of them spoke with him. Mm-hmm. At least they made a fairly fast hire. So if they were going to save anything, and I think what we're saying is, is that if you do fire your coach then everyone hits the pause button. Everybody does. The players that are there and the players that are supposedly coming. Of course coming. you do, yes. So then you obviously have to say, hey, this is the guy we're bringing in. Then you start to salvage things. You salvage guys in the building. You salvage guys that are coming into the And building. again, they go to the portal. It doesn't mean they can't come back. Yeah, but how often does that happen? Well, I mean, if yeah. you get the right coach, all I know is absolutely that, All I know happen. is that as a rule, we are seeing 1,000 go in and about 300 and some come out with a new team that are you know of the bigger name variety, there's so many of them that are just sitting out there that end up taking a, a bad, bad situation because they thought they were going to go get scooped up by somebody and they weren't. Okay, so at what point with these, the young, good players in this, on this program, at what point when these guys all start to move, okay, because this is just the beginning, Trevor Etienne. So these guys start to move, then at what point do you say, okay, something's wrong here, maybe something should have happened. Well, I, think, just, you know, I do think they know that already. Right. They, are, the they just aren't meme. doing anything about it. It's the guy in the hot dog costume meme. Yeah. We're all trying to figure out who did this. Yeah. And, and so Scott Strickland has got to feel a massive amount of pressure. We know this. The athletics director, he's the one who said this is the guy. And just to remind you of history, at least as our Matt Hayes uh, has indicated to us strongly, is that Scott Strickland zeroed in on Billy Napier. That was his choice and did not make overtures to Lincoln Riley or Brian Kelly, who both were on the move. Both were interested. Is there anything wrong with what I said, Matt? No, no, yeah. and I don't, and I, and frankly, I don't blame Scott for that. That was the guy he chose. He thought yeah. that was the right guy. But just because you think it's the right guy after two years of eleven and fourteen, and you clearly have a track record now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are in the, and it is in a business of winning games right now. Yeah, he's that's uh, the business you're in, winning games. Yeah, period. The, the track record is you've lost more than you won. Uh, and you haven't uh, looked so good doing it. Uh, you've pulled off one impressive win. Name name the impressive ones that he's that he's gotten to this point. Utah and Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I was going to say one per year, uh, both in Gainesville. He was winless on the road until he finally you know struck oil with the win against South Carolina. I think that was the one. Well, that- I mean, they're like, what are they like? They're like eleven and fourteen overall. I think they're like nine and fourteen against Power Five teams, or eight and fourteen against Power Five teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. That's, all right. I mean, not, I, good. That's, not good. By the all way, right. also, so, just <clears throat> FYI, Michigan's working on an extension with Jim Harbaugh that will pay him 11 mil a year. 
If he's he in the stays. Mid- he's in the middle of two NCAA investigations, and they're going to pay him $11 million a year. And according to our friend Richard Johnson from SI, the only thing that is standing in the way of that yeah. is Jimmy writing and signing on the dotted line saying, I will not pursue an NFL job. Yeah, can, he, can he bring himself to do that, no. though? Now, what if they get just mollywopped by Alabama, which I expect to happen? Uh, yeah, I like, feel would he too. just bounce after that? Yeah. Like, I is he going to wait to sign it until after that? Yeah, in other, words, in other words, are you saying that they're going to offer him something like Michigan State offered our dude, Mel Tucker, way too early. Now, Harbaugh's been around. Harbaugh's proven it. But they are worried that he's going to leave. And they're worried that he yeah, he can't commit. This is The Bachelor. And, and The Bachelor's like, they don't want him to leave. But is he thinking like, well, this is this, this is my ceiling. I can get them to the playoffs every year, but I just can't beat these SEC teams. You might yeah. think that in about a month. Yeah, That's yeah, what I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. Because, and, and hey, the AD might, even though they're trying to make sure that they don't lose him, because there would already be NFL movement at that point if he were to decide to, to, to go in that direction. All right, so we're going to stay on this, uh, let's talk a little more college football, get back to the Trevor question, uh, will he play? Because we definitely want to set it up where you guys can let us know. Uh, is it foolish that he puts himself at risk, especially when you don't know what your left tackle situation is? So we'll get into all that coming up. It is XL Primetime. Grilling up lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. We do promise we will get to the Jacksonville Jaguars and will he or will not he or he will not. Struggling with words. I'm blaming the coffee. Will he or won't he? Will he or won't he? That is the question. Trevor Lawrence playing or not playing on Sunday in that nasty weather in Cleveland. But before we get to that, a bit of a that on the breaking front. No, not transfer portal news. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mostly doing this because I need to get Leon and JJ's reaction to Manny Diaz in line to become the next head coach of the Duke Blue Devils. Mm. Mm. We're finally going to beat Duke, Leon. <laughs> exactly. I don't know defensively they're going to be tough, but... Uh, no, he, does, he the job deserves it. Yeah, he yeah. does. He does. And you have to give him credit for what he has done in terms of just kind of re- reclaiming his position yeah. in college football. Yeah, I never had a problem with Manny defensively. Yeah. I mean, he kept my Miami was stellar defensively as a coach, but offensively, I don't know. Just, a decent recruiter. Is I was he was say, a decent. He's a, was he's a decent too. recruiter. Um, yeah. I'm just concerned. Is he going to come on a float with a cigar in his mouth? Like he's he almost like a younger Mush Champ, really. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Great defensive think, coordinator. Great yeah. recruiter. Yeah. just doesn't get it offensively. Yeah, I think just the, be able to pull it all together. And, of course, we can't forget that his roots were that he was a production assistant at ESPN. Fun mm-hmm. facts if you didn't know that one. I think what is great for Manny with this hire is that, as we found with Mike Elko, and we've seen with our boy Mark Stoops in the program, it's a basketball school. If you can mm-hmm. have success on the football gridiron. You could live there for a long it's gravy. time. If you win eight, nine games a year, they will keep you employed until mm-hmm. the cows come home. Yeah. Well, there's going to be some bad blood with my place, dude. That's that'll be even more interesting since we fired. Yeah. Well, he he, he has a blood. Yeah. Why not? Really? Mm. With Duke. That's where we are right now. That's where we are right that's now. Where our main that's, that's our main rivals now. All right. <laughs> and, and be honest, the money has fallen. If you're being what real, what the hell is going on? I have Seriously, no idea. SMU, Florida can't keep Duke. his best player. You're talking about having a rivalry with Duke. Yeah, what is going if on? If you're being real, SMU it's a couple of bas- it's a couple of basketball schools trying to play football. Exactly. Being real, that's right? where we are right now. Florida yeah. State can't get in the. Playoff. We're not going to talk about Miami's trip to Kentucky uh, on the hardwood. Last we've year. gone farther than Duke in basketball, in, I think two straight years. You have yeah. indeed, yep. and yep. there's a lot of people who think, despite that loss at Kentucky last week, Coach L is going to 
Take them back to the promised land this April. Yeah, toe-to-toe, head-to-head. Now, we do need to work in some of the transfer portal news, uh, so we might as well do it right now because when you're talking about Leon, pull up your list. Yeah. You're talking about guys, and let's just at least start with one that does sound a heck of a lot. Um, it's very appealing. This is not a great guy, but a guy that has done some good things, talking about going to Miami. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was on the internet, and I put up some transfer portal predictions. Since all the money that is going to be spent on these quarterbacks, it's going to be a lot of quarterbacks that's going to be moving, mm-hmm. uh, changing their addresses. So I, I pulled this up, and this is just predictions. There's nothing right. that's validated, but they've got the Riley Leonard from Duke. They've got him going to – I'm going to ask Matt Hayes. they got him going to uh, Notre Dame. Would that be a good fit? Hell of a fit. Hell of a fit? Yeah. Okay. And uh-huh. I think that one's pretty – Taking an official vis- visit this week, and mm. that's the only official visit. That he's okay, made. all right. Well, then we've got out of, Oklahoma, out of um, Oklahoma, we've got Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon. Yeah, and Dylan Gabriel leaves. Like, in other words, he has had he's a lefty, right? great the lefty success wherever he's yeah. been. Yeah, okay, gotcha. yeah. UCF to Oklahoma, and still, like he's we said. He's a prolific quarterback, yeah. man. He has but, 125 but the, career touchdown passes. Yeah, because these guys have seven years of records in college. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. But he is one fun cat to watch yeah. play the game. No, no, Matt, with these guys leaving, um, I mean, is it more exposure? Is it more money? What is it as far as these guys I think on? it's a combination. It's money. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also some of them just want to win. Yeah. Like some of them literally just want to win. Oklahoma what? Oklahoma what? Was what, 9-3 and three this year? 10-2? Something yeah, but, like that? What, the last two years, though. No yeah. bueno. Okay, all right. Six and six and nine and whatever they were, nine and three. Well, last year they got hammered. You know, yeah, they got hammered. coming in for the first time. They okay. definitely got hammered. Okay, now we got we got Will Howard out of Kansas State going mm-hmm. to SC. Mm-hmm. Southern Cal. Southern Cal. Okay. Southern Cal. And, and that's a good player too now. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he match up with Lincoln Riley, whoever the next coach is at Southern Cal? That, that's a little odd to me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that I see him going to, to SC. I think, yeah. I think Lincoln's going to shoot much higher. Much higher, okay. Because I also don't think we're. I don't also don't think we're at the point where these are the only quarterbacks yeah. going to the point. Yeah, and mm-hmm. is this an indication that Lincoln Riley won't be there? Yeah, well, these quarterbacks. I guess they have them. These are the top ten quarterbacks uh, coming out that are mm-hmm. hitting the portal. Right. Okay. Um, at number four, they've got Cam Ward out of Washington State going to Ohio State. That's the guy that allegedly had ten million dollar plus. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's the dude. Okay. That's the dude that hit the Lincoln Riley's. That's the dude that fits Lincoln Riley. So he'll be more of a guy to go to the SC. Yeah, be yeah, more yeah. of a fit here. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get him. I'm just saying that's that's a better fit for what he's doing. Mm-hmm. The run and shoot type guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we got your guy, uh, DJ Ugalele. Uh, I say it right. Ugalele. Ugalele. I still can't get it. Ugalele. Ugalele. Okay. All right. Ugalele. We they got him going to Florida State. Coming back into the coming ACC. Back. Yeah, coming back to the ACC. I don't know that they would do that. I think they, they would. If they, and I think they're going in the portal and get a quarterback. I don't think it's going to be DJ. Okay. No. no, DJ? Okay. No, I think Kyle McCord would be good for them. Okay, they've got Which, it's State. funny you bring that up because mm-hmm. yeah. Kyle McCord. Yeah, that's what, yeah that's, he's the next guy. Kyle McCord, they got him ranked six out of Ohio State going to Miami. That'd be good for either one of those schools, actually. Really? Miami or, or Florida State. Yeah, I, I He's a pretty good player. I yeah, mean, he's, he's not a great. We don't player. need pretty good. We don't. Well, he, bro, we don't he's, need pretty good. But we his need. ceiling's here. Okay, so like he, DJ's hit his ceiling. Okay. Yeah. McCord still has room to grow. Yeah, okay. and McCord first year starter. Yeah, okay. seems like smart enough guy. Not the most athletic or dynamic, mm-hmm. but 
he would come right in and elevate that quarterback play. He made some nice throws this year, too. Well, well, here's a question Not I want to ask. time, but he made some nice his, throws. Well, yeah. what, what would be his reason for leaving, leaving Ohio State? He was told to leave. Yeah, they he, made oh, push he's him told him. Because Ryan Day told him, I'm getting another quarterback. Yeah, because wow. like I said, he's – Probably Cameron yeah. from Washington State. He's, Washington he's State. basically three-fourths of what you want or mm-hmm. three-fourths of what you dream of. And, yeah. and Ryan Day can dream of bigger things because of, obviously, what they've got going around, on around him. Okay. All right, then we've got uh, Will Rogers out of Mississippi State. They've got him going to Washington. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like who that. will? Yeah, who will lose? I like their, that personally. Yeah, mm-hmm. who will lose their college eligibility first? Will Rogers or Dylan Gabriel? Honestly, who who will? And then well, this is only Will Rogers' fifth year. Yeah, yeah. His, his first I know year, year was seven. playing forever. Well, because he started as a yeah. true freshman at eighteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and, and basically, Dylan did too. But it's just crazy how long you've heard their names and. Of course, we laugh at JT Daniels, the one who played five different five different places. He retired, unfortunately, yeah, he, he due retire. to injury. Yeah, he did. Sad. Retire. Yeah, JJ is going to like this one. Tyler Van Dyke out of University of Miami. They got him ranked number nine. They got him going to Mississippi State. Okay, so he would replace Will. I've also Tyler seen Van. him crystal there, yeah. ball yeah. to like Syracuse as well. Oh, that one makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Just because he's from up north and yeah, well, just, just a couple below average, right? He'll 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 look programs you know, and players. Well, you'll above love... average, and that'll be great for them. Man, how quickly you just dump off that! Shit. You know what's Golly. sad is if he can learn Marcus, how to read no. a defense, not you, he JJ. can oh, be JJ, a, he yeah. can be a great quarterback because he's got a huge arm, but he just cannot read a defense. And he's big. Yeah, he's huge. He is a big kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he was doing something right two years ago. JJ. Two years ago, they had him what? Brett Lashley had him going late in the first round. That's Williams Van Dyke. Who's the new I head call coach him Van Dam up there? Huh? Syracuse. Uh, it's the Georgia secondary, secondary line. Yeah, yeah. Brown. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who was the number one recruiter in the country last year? Yeah, yeah. Definitely a highly regarded dude. I was just trying to to figure. I was trying to remind myself. Nick and the last William? one. Oh no, sorry, Fran Brown. Yeah, Fran. Fran. Brown. There you go. And the last one is Grayson McCall mm-hmm. going to UCF. Okay. Okay. Fun. Now, mm. can we address with McCall? Goodbye, John Reese Plumley. There, yes, there were John rumors. Ryan. Speaking of seven years in football, yeah, right? Exactly. Right. There were rumors that Grayson McCall. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Um, there were rumors that Grayson McCall was attempting to go to Florida last off season. Mm-hmm. But was one of the guys. But was struggling to get academically eligible. Was mm-hmm. what yeah, I heard. I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not spreading that rumor because I. That's like unfair okay. to that kid. Because if it's not true. Then you're throwing that out there. I'm not right. doing that. Yeah. But but he did consider Auburn, did consider Florida. I don't know why but he didn't. Didn't go we to hear Billy Napier say that they talked to over a dozen? Twenty four, he said. Twenty yeah, yeah. Over, I was trying to remember the number. Landed on Mercy. How, how long has he been in college? Seven years? McCall, yeah. I think this will be a sixth or seventh year. Yeah, he year. was what, Coastal Carolina? Yeah. So how many classes do you need? <laughs> they all got the extra year because of COVID. I though, know, man. but that's a long time. The only I mean, people can't make a career out of college. Bro. The only people Why wishing not? for another pandemic to happen are the college money. athletes. Those are the only ones. Yeah, they, they bring on the pandemic. So let's wear masks. More again. years, more money. Yeah. yeah. The text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures is wondering who right now makes the most sense for Florida State, because as much as they have a very heralded true freshman coming in, Luke Cromanhook, yes, I pronounced his last name correctly, mm-hmm. out of the Savannah area. Probably well, not. I mean, I mean, Brock Glenn was a huge recruit too, so uh, I, 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 I think he's going to bring someone in just to have someone, but they like Rodemaker, mm-hmm. they like Glenn, they have they like this freshman coming in. I mean, they're they're okay right now, better than okay at quarterback, but they will bring someone in. There's no yeah, doubt they, they will. Uh, all right, let's just make the, all right, let's make this the ten ten take right now because 
you know, if you're talking about what they had and then what they were ha- devolved to, totally different product. Now, Josie's 10-10 tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pit master since 68. Sonny's Real Pit Barbecue all over the First Coast, including at the Toys for Tots XL primetime Christmas yesterday. So make sure you check them out. Craven, some of that good barbecue, lunch or dinner, catering, they can do it all for you. Make sure you check out Sonny's. And if you had a bar set, it's kind of like what we just talked about with Kyle McCord leaving Ohio State, maybe, maybe going to Miami. You have programs that are used to a standard at that position, and they've been able to attract the guys. Now, they don't all, all hit, but you, you're used to getting good guys play that most important position. If Florida State were to just say, hey, Post-Jordan Travis, we're going to live with what we have in a Rodemaker or a Glenn. That's a mistake on Mike Norvell's part. They need to go get another premier player with legs that can move, throw, and do everything because neither one of those cats can move, throw, and do everything. And Florida State is at least right now in a position to attract some just, of those. You just big act names. like those guys that are out there. You know, Dude, just go I, get a guy that moves and throws and does I, everything. I saw. I saw 120 minutes of really bad quarterback play or or below average quarterback play from from Florida State against a bad Florida team and a Louisville I don't disagree team. with you. So if I'm Mike Norvell, I ain't riding with that. They're also young guys, man. Doesn't the guys matter. That haven't played. Doesn't matter. You got to give them like an entire off season to like you know go through the process well, of what being do a stars starter. Do if they're if they're if they're highly recruited, not, look, they walk right in and make plays. My whole point is you're you're like yeah, just go get somebody that can do this, that, and the other. No, no, those guys aren't just grown on trees, man. Did you hear the list that Leon just ran? Yeah, how many of those guys are any good? Well, I would, I would take DJ. What about KJ Jefferson? Would you take him? I would. He's in the portal. Over, over those other two, yeah. I would take DJ Uyunglele over those other two. Say that again, Uyunglele. I got it. But I, I, (laughs) I have. There is no question in my mind that. You know, whatever I saw from Brock Glenn does not make me think Would that you he's take the, Will Rogers. He's the future. State? Will Rogers is a really good player. Okay. Yeah. Heck yeah. So yeah. I, I do think that's where you should be kind of operating mind wise. Would you, you take Max something. Brown? He's in the portal for Florida State. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I, I I don't think. I don't. I don't think. Listen, uh, I don't think Mike Norvell is going to suffer what Billy Napier went through this last year, where he got a bunch of no's and one yes. Uh, and so that that's that's. You take Trevor Etienne if you're yeah, Mike Norvell. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's be, what I just that's, said. That's going to be a problem when that happens. Yeah, I, I said earlier, it's, Trey Benson is one problem. of the great success stories in the transfer portal that helped Mike Norvell build he's, what he built. He's and out. He's and he's on his out. way out. Yeah. So. Trevor Etienne is officially the number one player in the running at the running back position yeah. in the on three transfer portal, by the way. And I asked Matt during the break, so I'll leave you guys with this before we take our next break. What would be worse, Gator fans, if Trevor Etienne goes to Georgia or Florida State. We'll put that out there into the ether and just let it marinate for the next five minutes, and then we'll come back with more on the other side of XL Primetime. Grilling Up Lunch with Leon and the Sausage Dudes. Sausage with a purpose on 1010XL. Well, we let it sit. The Nooners responded on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Matt Hayes, Joe C., Leon Cersei, J.J. LaSelva. Apparently, Trevor Etienne has already uh, hinted a little bit, maybe, possibly, at where he potentially could be going. In case you missed it, the news of the day, the Gators' sophomore running back is in the transfer portal. Chris McClellan, a fellow former Gator officially now who is also in the portal, tweeted that Florida State offered 
to which Trevor Etienne quote tweeted it and said, IDK, how I feel about this one. <laughs> to me, that's his way of shooting it down. Yeah. yeah. I don't I mean, if you're a Florida fan, I, I think you could probably accept Georgia because it's Georgia and they, they can yeah. get anybody. Yeah. But if he goes to Florida State. E- either oh, way, it's a rival. Uh, JJ, you may turn that into a Twitter poll if you want because it's a rival in-state versus uh, border state. The border state has hardware, uh, uh, big-time hardware, the last couple of years. Have you heard of a national championship? Uh, and Florida State was in line to play for that, but then obviously the the devastating injury to Jordan Travis stopped that. And and so in-state rival, border rival, both of them are true bitter rivals. All right, there's no like some some fan may have some distinction. There, you know, the, the FSU is one and Georgia's two in in this person's world, but they're interchangeable for most Gator fans. Leon, how would you rank? Like, what who is your most bitter rival? And 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 if you saw some like one of your prized team or prized yeah. players going and playing for them, oh my god! My most bitter rival is Notre Dame. I have a I told you I have a hierarchy of hate. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame. I love that. Top, yeah. Oh yeah, Notre Dame sits the top of it. So if it was a Miami player that went to Notre Dame and had to play Miami, that would be upsetting. That would yeah. be very upsetting. You still would. He would not be welcome. By at the way, the, the, the bad news isn't just limited to ETN today for the yeah. Gators. So Jordan Seaton, who's one of the top offensive linemen in the country, five-star kid from IMG, goes Colorado today over the Gators. Mm-hmm. That's, again, and I said this when Mullen was there, if you are the flagship university in the state of Florida, you cannot let those IMG guys get out of there. I don't care if they're from other areas yeah. of the United States. But, I don't care if they go there just to play football. They're in your state. They're 80 miles away from your campus. You cannot let those guys Yeah, but go. guess what? They got a five-star, and he hasn't played particularly well. And well, another one went guess to what? The odds are The odds are they're going to play well. Most of them. Well, yeah, I just say, I, like, they finally got one, and it was a five-star, and he didn't necessarily deliver. I don't know whether it's poor coaching. It possibly could be that. So our, our buddy Nick De La Tour down in Gainesville for mm-hmm. on three did the heavy lifting for us. Mm-hmm. For everybody who says, we got to get Billy's guys in there. Officially half of Billy Napier's first signing class with the Gators is in the transfer portal. <laughs> Trevor Etienne, Kamari Wilson, Chris McClellan, Caleb Douglas, Jalen Farmer, Andrew something or other that I can't pronounce his last name, David Connor, Max Brown, Jordan Herman, Ty Bowman. That's 11 players. 11 players from one signing class. Yeah, and and if Scott Strickland doesn't, like, you know how you twist that little uh, rod in your window and it's the blinds opening up? If he twists that and he opens up the blinds and he doesn't see a dumpster fire outside of his office, then he's missing something because that's basically what it looks like, feels like for most Gator fans, I would think. You can't have brought your own guys in, Leon, to answer this whole bad recruiting thing that Mullen apparently delivered to Gainesville and then then have this happen. Hey, listen, as much as you want to blame the coach for their, their, their lack of production over the last year, I mean, those players also help prepare the dinner and the plate and the sit down for it what they're true. eating. It is so, true. So I mean, so don't 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 sit there and act like you know it's all the coach's fault because uh, you help prepare that meal. Yeah, that five that five and seven is yours. The That's problem your, is yeah. Etienne wasn't one of those guys, right? right. For sure. Or, right. or Trey wasn't right. a few years ago. Why 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 wasn't? Well, because he, he, did, because he was whenever, one of the handful well, of players that I would ball, say was good. I, you can't exclude him just because he's talented. He's on that. That's on the okay. No, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. On his resume, it says five and seven right, as a player, producing. as a Gator player. 
I, I don't care. They, 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 he's five and seven. Is he not five and seven? Are you not what your record says you are? I don't care how talented you are. You're part of a team that went five and seven. Right, but if he, he's producing and the other You're guys on the team are not him. producing. You're making excuses for him. I don't think I'm making excuses I think you are. for him. I think he's was he, what, what, was he's he, producing. Has he been on a winning team he's the last here's two Here's another thing. He's has he been on a winning team the last two years? Despite the carries and the lack of touches. No, he hasn't been on a losing team. With, yeah, Is you, that his fault? It's part of his fault. He's on the bad team. Come on. Play- <laughs> hey, man, listen. Why are you going to exclude players well, just because he's talented? One thing I do know, Leon, this play is, is your that, resume. Is yeah, he, he shined. Absolutely yeah. he shined. But he, he well, was we'll a see part. how many of these other schools are like, hey, we don't want you. You were on a 5-7 and seven that, team. That's like not what, Nick I'm, that's not what I'm saying. That. That's not right. what I'm saying. I'm saying that somehow you're excluding these players that are leaving. I understand. I like the transfer pool. I like the fact that they can move. Move and maneuver the way that the coaches can. But what I'm saying is, you you help prepare that meal, that stinking meal that you eat, that is five and seven. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and 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 they should not all be off the hook. It shouldn't just be one thing. In other words, the problem is this and this alone, which is coaching. Yeah, those guys make themselves accountable to one another. That's for sure. Trevor Etienne was an absolute baller, and so was Trey Wilson. You're, let me if, just if say, you're dead lead. a wrong on that. Just. Yeah. Between you and I, dead a wrong. And yeah. I disagree. Yeah, okay. yeah. Which is that's <laughs> why that's why we on the radio. Exactly, exactly. So you go back and forth. So I do have. A, I'm just saying, oh. if you're if you're like a guy that if you are an elite player and you are balling out, you said he balled out, right? Yeah, when he got the baller. touches. Uh, when he got the touches. Yes. When he, when he it's got hard for me to blame a guy like that. I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming. No, no. I know I'm you're not. not. It's hard for me even to put him in, to put him in the group of well, you are what you are, because if you say he you are what you are, you look at him. He clearly is what he is. Mm-hmm. The problem is there's not other guys there that are, that are what they are. And Including at the running back position, from the top it, down. it's really hard to affect a lot from the running back position. Uh, so I put out a poll, Gator fans, would you feel worse if ETN transfers to FSU or Georgia? Question day brought to you by Beaver Toyota of St. Augustine. Florida State leading the way. They would feel much worse right now if Florida State took ETN. Uh, a great comment. It doesn't matter. He's now Gator bait. <laughs> and since you brought up He's Florida, gone. He's gone. <laughs> since we brought up Florida State, a couple on the text line have said, "Why would ETN go to FSU? Because they won't be good next year." Oh my God! He, he wants to go to a team that competes next year. To which I say, let us transition to our final top five in the college game, JJ, and see if any of us have Florida State in our top five. Well, yeah. Last week, uh, things are definitely going to change. Um, last week. Everyone had Georgia number one. Hang on, real quick. Was Jordan Travis part of the reason why Florida State lost those two games, even though he wasn't playing? What happened? We got it. We got it. But lost them. We've lost them the idea the of the of the playoff. Was Jordan he wasn't, Travis part he of that? wasn't available. Is he part of that? He wasn't available. Oh, he wasn't available. That's okay, a great point, it. Matt. Yeah. All right, we got to do this in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last week, Mia, FSU 5, Washington 4, Oregon 3, Michigan 2, and Georgia number 1. I am shaking it up, needless to say. I'm going right to the top. I put Alabama as my number one team in the land because I agree with JJ. I think they're going to curb stop Michigan. I think they're going to win the national title. And it's wild to think, if not for the gravedigger play, they're not in this situation. I still think they're the best team standing and playing the best right now. Washington, I thought Oregon was going to cover that 10-point spread. Thought they were going to thump them. Kalen DeBoer and company proved me wrong. They're my number two. Michigan, listen, I know that Iowa team better than anybody else in this town, and let me tell you, you played with your food way too much. I don't care how good that defense is. I still have questions about if J.J. McCarthy can carry an offense if the run game is shut down. At number four, Texas, by virtue of they are in the playoff. And at number five, Florida State. 
Oh, very respectful. All right, last week, Joe had, uh, I agree with most of that. Joe had Washington 5, Michigan 4, Bama 3, Oregon 2, and the Georgia Bulldogs number 1. Yeah, so I'm going 5-1, to one and, and, you know, the outside looking in, the only uh, of my top five right now uh, is the Texas Longhorns, and I just sit there and try and distinguish who had the best win, who had the, the, the best loss, and believe it or not, a best loss actually does say something about you, but Texas got Alabama before Milrow became Milrow. Georgia got... Alabama when Milrow was at his best and ultimately uh, lost to him. I'm putting Texas five. I'm putting Georgia. If I had a college football playoff, I would have the University of Georgia Bulldogs in my I college test, football baby. top four. So I have them as the number four seed right now. Alabama beat them with a very, very good football team. I'm putting Alabama third. Washington, I have to recognize, you dang ducks. Oh, I, I was on Oregon the whole way. I thought they would be able to take care of business, and I definitely have to give uh, credit to the dogs. Nine and a half point underdogs in the Huskies one. And Michigan, I have them number one because of what wow. they've been able to do. Mm. And I'm only putting them up there is so they can fall the furthest. Okay. That's the only reason I have Jimmy Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines because I bet an over under of 26 and a half and you let me down. And I want you to fall as far as you possibly can. <laughs> All right. Last week, uh, Matt had Oregon 5, Bama 4, Ohio State 3, Michigan 2, and the Georgia Bulldogs number 1. All right. Before we go any further, I know Florida State didn't lose those last two games. It was kind of like a, you know, an idea of mm-hmm. they may as well have lost them. Whatever. It's a thought experiment, folks. Whatever. If they would Whatever. have lost those games, right. would it have been Jordan Travis' fault? Absolutely not. So, here's the thing. We, this is about the five best teams. That's what our poll's always been. Yeah. Well, I'd like to college football playoffs. It's not about the most deserving, okay? Mm-hmm. I got five Ohio State. Four Washington. Love what Washington did. Mm-hmm. I, love oh, the fact, I love the fact that everybody thought they were going to lose to Oregon, including me, and they went out there and balled out. Dylan Johnson just played unbelievable. That, Michael Penix wasn't reading them when that game. Dylan Johnson was really, really, really good player. game. Um, and their defense, by the way, yeah. too. Yeah, the defense played really well. So I'm really impressed with Washington. Um, I got Georgia at three. Michigan at two, and I think J.J. was right a week and a half ago when he said Alabama's going to beat Georgia and win the whole thing, and I think he's right. I got Alabama one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, I've been saying Alabama's going to beat Georgia all season. Um, but you I made such a definitive week. point about a week and a half True. ago when you said they're yeah. going to win it all. All right, Leon last week had FSU number five, Oregon four, Washington three, Michigan two, and Georgia number one. Well, I, I still get Florida State at number five. All right. Um, it's been a lot of whining about not making the playoffs. I understand it. I mean, I want to change you and burp you, but no. Whining is a very <laughs> mean word, bro. Oh, yeah, you don't think it was justified. Right. No. I don't think you can do that right now in this game. It's not, you know. <laughs> okay, whatever. We're going to come after you. You guys. wanted to burp him. It's done. I got, I got the Bulldogs. I got, listen, Georgia's was number one for I don't know how many weeks, and they lost. Yeah. I mean, you just don't by kick three. them out. Yeah. About three, three in a neutral site. Listen, the and they, go, they, dro- they drop to six behind Florida six, State. Right, yeah. right, right, one right. to six. I don't understand that. So I've got, I got the Bulldogs number four. I got Alabama number three. I got Washington number two. And, and my pick midway through the season, Michigan. I got Michigan going to win it all. Michigan is going to win the national championship. Wow. Yeah, that ain't happening. Are that, you going to do a cartwheel <laughs> if that happens? That's kind of like I the love over- Leon's belief. <laughs> that's the overlooked thing of this entire whining about the playoff. Yeah. Georgia lost by three in a championship game. They and were number one, they, and they dropped the five. Six. Spot. Yep. Six. I think part it's of never that. Happened. I think part of that because one of the texters just called me out and was like, "You don't believe Florida State's the fifth best team?" No, on the eye test, it, it is Georgia. I also think Georgia would beat Texas by at least a touchdown on a neutral site. However, 
again, this is where it comes down to eye test versus resume. And I understand there are dogs fans out there that are complaining because it's not their fault that they had to cancel the Oklahoma non-conference game. It's not their fault that they had to play a non-conference game that was softer than Charmin. And actually, Georgia Tech was halfway decent this year, so maybe that's not a bad non-conference game. But I think that is what it came down to. And certainly, similar to Alabama, this is a Georgia team that built and was playing its best ball when it mattered most. It struggled early in the year because they, you had a new quarterback under center, a new offensive coordinator trying to gel. You still found ways to win. But also, if we're going to talk about hurt players, uh, Brock Bowers and Lab McConkie would have been ready for the playoff, that's for sure. I would take like, – but, like, I, if you're going to ask me to bet, yeah. I'd take Georgia over anyone right now in that playoff. Yeah, I, that's why I have men. No, there's no question. All right, all right. so, J.J., you rattled off yours? Uh, yeah, quickly. Yeah. Uh, Washington, Michigan, Texas, Georgia, and Bama. Okay, and so Bama's number one, and, and honestly, they look like they're playing the best, but it still doesn't mean – like, that's going to be fun to talk about once we get close to that, which we will do. Back to your Jags, uh, the National Football League. How important is it for Trevor to play, or maybe how important it is for him not to play? This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. One o'clock hours here. It's XL Primetime. We always love you hanging out with us throughout the day, all of Duval, uh, on 1010XL 92.5 FM, the super station. Joe C., Mia O'Brien, Maddie Hayes, Big Surs, and JJ. We've been talking a lot of college football. We'll definitely drift back to the uh, NFL world with your Jaguars coming up. Uh, and then we've been mentioning FSU, and uh, our man Rick Blue will join us uh, before we are done today to talk a little bit more about uh, them being left out. But I was looking at the numbers for – Trevor Etienne, and we've had one of those that just happened in the noon hour when it became official, something that we had heard for quite some time, but wasn't official until earlier today that Trevor Etienne has entered the transfer portal. And we went through all the big names that have already entered it. We're going to find out where they're going to go. Now, this is from November 22nd, okay? So this is uh, before the FSU game. All right, you guys with me? Yep. So ETN had 710 rushing yards, yards per carry 5.9, eight touchdowns. Yards after contact, pretty impressive. 500-plus yards after contact. Uh, The forced tackles, or excuse me, forced missed tackles, 34. Yards of 10-plus, or rushes of 10-plus yards or more, 23. Those are all pretty good. Montrell Johnson, 710 rushing yards. Yards per carry, over five, 5.3. He is dwarfed in number of touchdowns. It's eight to four. Yards after contact, 457 compared to 503. Honestly, there's not that much difference between these two. Montrell, let's not dismiss what he did. Even though Trevor was good or actually approaching great, Montrell was always pretty damn good. Homer. Yeah. What's that? Homer? Uh, a little bit. Those just a little bit. Is um, you you know if you put those two on the field, you know who clearly is the better player. Well, yeah, that's I, I I agree with that. I'm just simply pointing out this is where I try and go a little deeper than you and your proclamation that one's better than the other. He's, is that is he's that, clearly better than him? Is he not? Um, five point three yards per Joe, carry, five point nine, seven hundred ten rushing yards, seven hundred ten rushing yards, yards after contact, four fifty seven, five oh three. I. Forced tackles, uh, forced missed tackles, 34 to 30. Runs of 10-plus yards, 23 to 22. And Billy obviously liked one better. 
Yeah, he I mean, the guy knows. Clearly he knows, man. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I, I am not defending Billy in this. I'm, I'm basically saying, hey, Montrell, you weren't that bad. No, I don't. I don't I think, think he's that he bad got, either. But I yeah. think it's. I think clear he got a lot of hate just because ETN yeah. is so yes. good, and because yes, he's I Billy's agree. guy that came from Louisiana. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, I'm not saying Montreal yeah. Johnson is a good player. I'm saying there's a big difference between him and Trevor Etienne. Right, but I guess whenever we say that, we ignore stats. <laughs> and, and even though I know Trevor's better, Montreal made him some plays. Now, yeah, yeah, I don't he made him some plays, and so. Yeah, it's still a disastrous situation there. That is that is for sure. Quick programming update, um, not on our airwaves, but do want to just remind everybody that we do have three of our local high school state championship, our high school teams, I should say, playing for state championships today, and that begins at 3 o'clock with our friends down from the AUG as they face Daytona Beach Mainland. That's at 3 o'clock. All of these games are being broadcast on Bally Sports if you have that channel. And mm-hmm. so 3 o'clock today for the Yellow Jackets, then 3 o'clock tomorrow for Mandarin. Nice little afternoon football for y'all if you're sitting at the office and want to turn on the TV. And then finally, the boys of Bradford, an 8 o'clock kick tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I, I don't know who has the best chance to win a state title, but the fact that there are three public schools that are all playing for it and they're representing three different counties uh, here on the First Coast, that's, that's pretty special. That is rare air. Uh, Leon, you had some of your old teammates that were coaching high school uh, Roland Smith and some of those other guys down there, and I mm-hmm. did he 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 came onto the Miami program. Didn't yeah, yeah. He? Roland yeah. Smith, uh, you know he 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 coached at uh, Northwestern down there. I think he's like he won like four, five or six national uh, state yeah. championships down there. Uh, my teammate Darren Smith to play with me in Miami. He's at Miami. He's at uh, Chaminade Madonna right mm-hmm. now. So I think he's won his second or third uh, state title down there. Yeah, so they're yeah. studly down. There. Yeah, and um, another teammate of mine, Daryl Porter, uh, he's with. Um, American Heritage. Mm-hmm. That's another superpower down there mm-hmm. in South Florida. So, yeah, I mean, as much as they have this, uh, the powerhouse down in South Florida, Jacksonville is proving as well. Yeah. They got some powerhouses up here. We're starting to get a little yeah, bit of them. Yeah. And remember now, we wondered if it would be the Metro or the Suburban, which one of these would win in the new rules because the way they broke up these, uh, you know, the districting and whatnot. And it's worked out. At least all three have a chance. Although – the FHSAA announced yesterday they may overhaul that system. Oh, now. they they never stop overhauling it. They're NASCAR. They may create an op- open division now and get rid of Metro Suburban. Yeah. Um, our good friends at News for Jacks, uh, Jamal Saint Cyr and Justin Barney, I have a, an article up if you want more on that. But it's yeah, they're they're NASCAR. It's, it's more convoluted than the BCS was. It so. honestly is, and like obviously as an AP voter, like I follow the net RPI and all the crazy basketball analytics too, because there's like nineteen thousand of those. But this is even wilder with, like, how you determine how a team that plays in the panhandle plays the same or lesser competition than a team that plays in Miami just because they have the same enrollment. Yeah, I know they were trying to fix things when they came up with the point system, but they basically dragged districts is what they did. They just didn't – they just said we're not going to acknowledge them anymore, and they came up with the point system, and it is a totally different – totally different deal. All right, I'm going to try and work a couple of bold facts in today because I – Missed one yesterday. If I could sneak it in, let's, let's, let's at least do one right now, JJ. Here's a bold fact brought to you by Bold City Brewery, Duval's first craft brewery, online at boldcitybrewery.com. All right, so they definitely got it going on, especially when you go with burgers, brews, and bingo on a Thursday. Yeah, you can play bingo, have fun, win. You can get those great smash burgers, and then you get that buy one, get one BOGO action. Uh, from Bold City. Find them right there on Roselle Street, their production house in Riverside, and, of course, Bold City downtown. Definitely check them out when you're reaching 
or some craft. So you talk about the National Football League, which we'll get back to with your Jaguars coming up here in a second. The Patriots defense has given up the least amount of points since week nine, and they have not won a single game. Okay? They have given up the least amount of points since week nine and have not won a damn thing. So who is behind them right now? If you want to give me, the New England Patriots have surrendered 46 points, and their record is 0-4 since week nine. Can you give me two, three, and four? Two, three, and four I would say the Browns, however, I did just read a great article from Bill Barnwell on ESPN in which he explains that the Browns' defense was performing at an unparalleled rate the first six weeks of the season, but the reason they're still in the top one, top three of most metrics is because of that elite start, and they've regressed the last couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. so I don't think it's the Browns. Wait, is it the Steelers because they're playing the Steelers? That would be funny. Mm -hmm. They only gave up what? Ten to the yeah, Bengals. That's a, a Josie thing to do. By yeah, the just way. a one or two, yeah. one or two guesses. Yeah, and I'll give three you three of them. So I bet yeah. there are at least one. I'll give you the round. top five once once we get to this. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to give you about the 49ers. I'm going to give you one thing yeah. that will obviously help direct you. Not just yet, though. <laughs> so yeah, the Browns and the Steelers. <laughs> Ravens. Broncos. Broncos. No, Jet. they gave up a ton though to the Texans. This Jets. Week. That would be funny too. Yeah. All right, so let's get to Giants. it. Giants. Right. Let's get to it. I've heard a couple of names that have been mentioned, but just as a rule, the top five. Okay, the Patriots are zero and four, giving up the least amount of points since Week Nine. These other four of the top five are combined fourteen and two. Fourteen wow. and two. That's, that's usually two, how it works. That's two four and zero teams. One of them was said the Niners. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's a couple of three and one teams, and I think at least one of them was said the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what you got: the Patriots are 0 and 4, giving up 46 points. The 49ers have given up exactly 49, and they are 4 and 0. The Dolphins have given up 62; they're 3 and 1. The Ravens have given up 66; they're 3 and 1. And how about the Indianapolis Colts? Ah. 4 mm. and 0. In fact, they own right now. They're tied for the longest win streak in the NFL. They've only given up 67 points. So, G, Minshew is living off of that, you know, his good play and that defense. And in that same Bill Barnwell article, they also quoted how Samson Iwakin and um, Quiddy Pay are both among the best pass rush win rate in the NFL over the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they're on the top five. Yeah, and I think you had thrown a number up uh, yesterday as far as what basically some of these teams, uh, Cleveland and Baltimore being at the top, but Indianapolis with Pay and Buckner and all these guys, they're starting to come on. Shout out to Gus, baby. Yeah. And they had that, uh, you know, obviously there were a lot of points scored this past week uh, against the Tennessee Titans, but they still were able to come on on top. We said it when the schedule first came out, and that was when we thought Anthony Richardson would be the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it better to face a rookie quarterback in the first, twice in the first six weeks of the season compared to when they start figuring things out in the second half, if they were to figure things out. That's clearly what we're seeing. All right, so back to that question that will get answered, and then we'll get Rick Ballou coming up in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, Would you or wouldn't you, will he or won't he, uh, because Trevor Lawrence is thinking about playing on Sunday. If they don't have their tackle, is it the smartest thing to do? So let's definitely dive back into that on XL Primetime. That just happened. Brought to you by... Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, well, well. Guess who is practicing at the Miller Electric Center? Under right the now? heading of will he or won't he? 
He is practicing, <laughs> folks. We don't know if he's going to play Sunday, but Trevor Lawrence is indeed out on the practice field. He has his helmet on, according to our good buddy Mike DiRocco of ESPN. Yes, he's my good friend for everybody who's trying to stir the pot and create a rivalry. Um, he says that Trevor didn't do every drill, but he did warm up. He did some throwing. He's with the quarterbacks. He's moving around. And, yeah, the ankle's heavily taped. Obviously, it's the right angle. The knee injury was to the left knee, so he has a brace on. So, kind of held together with uh, some yeah. rubber r- rubber bands and duct tape. But, yeah. hey, he, he's out there, and he's smiling. and he's, Stretch. I, I, I just I can't believe it just because it's just like – Stretch Armstrong. How do we keep coming back to yeah. this? Leon, remember the injury in – it was Detroit last year, right, where it looked like the knee got folded backwards? and Same it, day, by the way. Yeah. December yeah, yeah. 4th, 2022, yeah. and now December 4th, 2023. Which is uh, kind of eerie. I'd take that next day off if I were you, Trevor. Uh, next year, but anyway, Stretch Armstrong, he he, there is a resilience to his body. You got to give him credit. Yeah, I mean, tr- listen, Trevor sees the opportunity that lies before this team, and if if he if he his threshold for pain. Listen, when I saw that injury initially on Monday night, I, I thought he was done. Absolutely thought he was done, hey, and the way he walked off the field or whatever. So I mean, listen, and listen, with him playing in spite of the injury. I mean, it should be inspiring to other guys on the team to want to. Play their best football, so you know. Play hands, especially hands. Whatever he's the, the pressure's on hands. So should he worry? Like in other words, no, no. I'm telling Trevor's going to have the the utmost confidence in hands. That's what he's going to say. Now, would he prefer to have Cam or walk a little bit? Absolutely, but he's not going to say that publicly. Well, let me me throw another. (laughs) You can't can't bust him like that. Let me throw another monkey wrench in. Yeah. According to Jamal Saint Cyr. Of news for Jacks, mm-hmm. Ezra Cleveland got in some work with the tackles at practice today. Okay. Because well, he almost you. has to. If somebody gets hurt, then what? Yeah, and the way he came into Jacksonville, the word up yeah. in Minnesota was that he was looking for a chance to get tackle money and play mm-hmm. tackle. So he wants that. He's and, the, he, he's their only option to tackle right oh, now. You're so right. Hurt. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know where Josh Wells is right now, but yeah, he is their only option basically. All right. Without yeah. further ado, um, because in addition to Trevor not ever playing on December fourth again, I think we need to put that in his next contract. Yeah. Um, I also have officially said I will not be putting the Jaguars in my top five for the rest of the year. I don't care if they run the table because every time I put them in the top five. They somehow, some way, find a way to lose. Uh, so, who do I have in my top five? Who do we all have in our NFL power rankings? Yes, last week Mia, as she mentioned, had the Jags at five, Ravens four, Niners three, Chiefs were two, and the Eagles were number one. Yes, yeah, so no Jags, needless to say. Um, I put the Miami Dolphins at five. Although there's a school of thought that maybe because they're currently the number one seed in the AFC, they should be a little bit higher. But I'll get to that in a second. At number four, the Ravens coming off of a bye. We'll see how they perform this week, but that defense obviously remains as terrifying as ever. I keep the Chiefs at three. Actually, I may have had them at two last week, but I keep them at three because my preseason prediction of the Green Bay Packers going to the playoffs looking mighty fine right now. I think Jordan Love and that youngest wide receiver room in the NFL are hitting their stride, so I don't think it's as bad a loss as Chiefs fans may be thinking throughout the duration of this week. At number two, the Eagles. I know they got curb stomped, but they still have the the best record in the NFL. At number one, when they're clicking, I'm not sure we've seen a team like this in I don't even know how many years. The San Francisco 49ers. All right. Last week, Joe had the Ravens five, Cowboys four, Chiefs three, Eagles two, and the 49ers number one. Yeah, I I will not hesitate in saying that, uh, you know, there's been a a little disruption in my top five, and it's just because of what I, you know, what I see, I have to rank it, and 
They may have the best record, but they're nowhere near the top team in the National Football League right now. Hey, Kansas City Chiefs, you are on life support in my top five, all right? But you're hanging on. Uh, you're still good enough, but you're 8-4 and four right now. Gut check time. We'll see what they can do. But that was a hell of a ball game against Green Bay the other night. But I still have them among my top five. I have the Dolphins in that fourth slot. And I mentioned the number defensively. They're among the top five and giving up points to – since week nine, and they're also one of the more dynamic offenses out there. So the Dolphins rolled Washington. They're number four. Ravens are number three, and I can't wait to see if there's a healthy Trevor taking on El Boogie Sunday night under the lights here. But the Ravens are number three. The Cowboys are on the come. Okay, They are playing well, and I think we're going to find out. Uh, obviously, this game against the Eagles is, is massive, but they're going to stay in the top five because I don't have the Eagles in my top five. And I think the Cowboys beat them. And then I got Niners number one. I mean, there's, there's, there's no, nothing else needs to be said. Right. They are the best team right now. All right. Last week, Matt had the Ravens five, Dolphins four, Eagles three, Chiefs two, and the 49ers number one. All right. So I'm not, I'm not buying the, Dol- the Cowboys yet. I'm just yeah. not. Okay. If they beat the Eagles, then I'm all right. We yeah. heard your anti-Dak rant. Then they'll on jump into my Monday. Hey, right. Then they'll jump into my five. I got the Lions at five. I got the Eagles at four. I think the Eagles might have been, like, exposed a little bit. Now, granted, mm. the Niners are the Niners, honestly. Yeah, but the Eagles the, are out They're the right most now. complete team. But I think the Eagles might have got exposed just a little bit. It, it's uh, They've been kind of doing it with a lot of smoke and mirrors and the tush push. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hurts part. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I got the Eagles at four. I got the Ravens at three. They just keep winning, man. That's, you know, I, I – there's well, they didn't play last there's, week. There's, yeah. I know. They I know. Didn't at the top. Like, there's something to be said for that. Yes. Like you just, you just, you go in, you take care of your business. Um, I love the Dolphins, man. The only problem I had with the Dolphins earlier this year is that they, they, they were terrible on the road. They've won their last two on the road against just the Jets and the Commanders, but it's still away from home, and they've won games, and they've mm-hmm. won them convincingly. Um, now you look at their schedule. Now they got the Titans at home, they got the Jets at home, they got the Cowboys at home, three straight. Wow. Yeah, and then they got at Buffalo, and I mean at Baltimore, then Buffalo at home. This this is the team that, I mean, conceivably, you beat Dallas, you might be able to run. You might be able to run it. You might be able to run, it, or at least just finish with one more loss. And thirteen and four might be enough to get you the one seed in the AFC. Should be enough, actually. And of course, the Niners have won. The Niners are the most complete team, no doubt. All right. Last week, Leon had the Cowboys five, Chiefs four, Ravens three, Forty Niners number two, and the Eagles number one. Well, listen, I got the Chiefs exit stage right. Wow. They're out of my top five. (laughs) They're gone. Out of mine, too. Yeah. So, number five, I got the Ravens. Uh, Listen, L Boogie and them, uh, they didn't play last week, but their their defense is solid. Their defense is absolutely solid. And uh, I got the Cowboys number four. you're getting over the hate. I get I, it. Yeah, I mean, they, they look good. Dak is looking good. Yeah. Defense but you're like is, me. I sense the hesitation. Yeah, in the I, I yeah. really. I, I'm just I not buying in yet, I, man. I'm not. No, I have to see how they play Sunday night against yeah. the Eagles. They yeah, are at. So that'll tell me a lot more about this team. So I got the Eagles at number three. They, ooh. You know, the, the 49ers have exposed a lot of teams this year. <laughs> Here. You know. There. Exactly. You know, they make you feel that you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah. And trust me, we know that here in Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the Eagles, I got them number three. The Dolphins, you know, I, I, the Dolphins are quietly just, just kicking butt, bro. I, mean, I don't know if it's quietly, but they are juggernaut offensively. Mm-hmm. Defense is good. And that schedule that you just said, I mean – it's going. They're seven and zero at home right now. They, they haven't lost a game. They're going to be home. the one seed. They're going to be the one seed. Yeah. I, yeah. More than likely, they're going to be one seed. But I got them number two in the 49ers. They're the best team in the NFL. Period. Point blank. 
No yeah, comma, Jack. no comma. Period. Yeah, no comma. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, last week I had the Jags five, Cowboys four, Niners three, Eagles two, and the Chiefs one. I've finally taken the Chiefs off the number one spot. Uh huh. It's pretty obvious who the number one team is, the 49ers. I still have the Chiefs number two. Um, wow. I have the Cowboys mm. three. Wait, back up. Blinded. Back up. Let's go back to I number two. I love Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a man crush. I do. It's okay. He, I do. I just wow. think when the playoffs hit, I mean, sorry, Matt. You have the Dolphins, too. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins. He's Taylor, have, he's Taylor Swift's BFF right do you now. Have I, just tr- I have more trust in the Chiefs than I do Tua. I have trust in Mahomes as well, but, J.J., do you have any reservations about that wide receiver room? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, this is coming the on. worst Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs team, I think, in probably, what, his yeah. whole career. Yeah. Do you think they regret letting Tyreek go now? Well, no, no, I don't know. They I, won I a think Super they regret Bowl. selecting Sky more yeah. when they probably could have gotten somebody else. Yeah. But you or, know, or trading for Kadarius. If they Tony. get that pass interference, they beat the Eagles. I yeah, they tripped oh. up last week. I, all I'm saying, I got okay. the Chiefs number two, Cowboys three, Eagles four, and the Dolphins number five. All right, I'm gonna try and work a bold fact in right now since we're on the NFL, and then we'll get ready for Rick Ballou just so we can throw this out there. Here's a bold fact brought to you by Bold City Brewery. Duval's first craft brewery, online at boldcitybrewery.com. Since 2008, they've been serving it up. Order up a Dukes, a Duval Light, a Bold City IPA, Killer Whale, whatever you think you might enjoy. All right, Sam Laporta, this guy is rocking and rolling, the rookie tight end. We talk about rookie contributions. I think it's fair to say old Laporta is coming through. He's the fourth rookie tight end in NFL history with at least nine receptions 100, 140 receiving yards and a touchdown in a game. Hold on. A rookie tight yeah. end yeah. who's exactly. producing on the field? Exactly. Nine grabs, 140 receiving yards, and a touchdown. The fourth all-time to do this. Can you name any of the others? Uh, wow. Strange. Are we? It's just tight ends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fourth um, tight end in NFL Kittle, history. Kittle's one. Uh, Britton Strange obviously <laughs> is under consideration. The season's not over. Yet. Right. Uh, Kittle. Greg Olson. I'm gonna go. Just keep Winslow. going, and I'll let you know when you got one. Winslow. Jeremy Shockey. Gonzalez. Evan Ingram. Gates. Olson. Mm. You haven't heard any of these yet. No. None of them. Whoa. No. Are you serious? Nope. Not got. Witten. Gronk. Nope. No Witten. No. Nope. Aaron Hernandez. Are we going nope. old school? All right, I'm going to go. Mar- I'm get through this because we got to get Baloo up. These two, two of the three are old school, and the last one deserves a round of applause. Mike Dicka, back in oh. 1961, a Hall of Famer, uh, did it. That is a big number. Nine grabs, 140, and a score. Jackie Smith, the other one, did nice. it in 1963. So those are two old schools. Don't know that you would have gotten them. Dicka pops up on a lot of tight end answers. But the last one? Did it in November of 1995, and his name is Pete Mitchell. Yeah. How about that? Maverick. Yes, Maverick did it in the history books right there. Nice. You know, he's yeah. driving around going, me. He's <laughs> screaming at the radio, me. Yeah, as he's shot us the picture of him scoring against uh, Leon's Miami Hurricanes, uh, the only score they had that day, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's say hello to Rick Ballou coming up next. Let's ring up another guest on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. Stepping to the podium right now is our man Rick Ballou. I got a feeling we're going to let him hit the gavel and take off uh, as we talk about who's not. Uh, welcome in, Ricky B. How are you? 
Joe, 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 I got this beautiful Christmas present from 1010XL. It's a uh, a medium Los Angeles Dodgers mm-hmm. shirt. Oh, really? Can I yeah. buy that off of you or pry that off of you? Well, let me guess. You got a Boston Red Sox shirt or maybe a Florida State shirt. <laughs> I don't know, but let me just tell you this, pal. There's a present waiting for you on your desk, and it's more than that. <laughs> it's more than that. I think you'll be, I think you'll be pleased. Because I, I had something set aside for you for a while, and now I'm just yeah. going to include it with that other one. So I love it. Oh. I love it. All right. I look forward to presents. That's good. <laughs> now, what present was delivered or coal under the Seminole uh, Christmas tree when the college football playoff committee came out? Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't say I'm not, you know, I'm not shocked by it. I, I, I obviously thought they should have gotten in, but. I don't know if I said it to you guys or, you know, I said it to the afternoon show. I certainly said it on my own show, and, and J.J. and I talked about it as well. I I thought Alabama winning would be the doom and gloom for Florida State, but I also thought Alabama winning would have included Georgia. Uh, what, what we saw is that Alabama wasn't the problem here. The problem was Texas beat Alabama, and you couldn't put Alabama in – without putting Texas in. So it, most of the people that I've heard from are expressing anger towards the committee because of the selection of Alabama, and that's wrong. It's because Bama lost at home to Texas, and no one uses the media better than Nick Saban. Look at all the opportunities he used during the offseason to question the four-team college football playoffs. Uh, Nick Saban and coaches all across the league forever say, oh, I don't look at the point spread. I don't know who's favored. I don't know this. I don't know that. Well, he grabbed the podium and said, if we were in the college football playoff last year, remember, they lost two games by three points. Mm -hmm. He said they would have been favored over three of those four teams. And he was correct. The only team they would have been an underdog against was Georgia. So he had it set up where the committee – had to consider Alabama, and and frankly, they deserve to get in. You knock off the number one team, yeah. they did deserve uh, to get in. And, you know, Nick Saban has more street cred. He has more power than anyone else in college football. There's no way that committee was going to look at him and say, after knocking off the number one mm-hmm. team, you are not in. But again, in my opinion, the problem was not Bama. The problem, Texas was behind Florida State by at least – three spots the entire season the entire season from week one on they were at least and then you put up what uh 50 points but it's a a number seven against a number 17 and you move up four spots and florida state finally drops one spot even though they were the fourth ranked team that won by double digits and covered uh, over the 14th ranked team, it, it it doesn't make any sense if you look at it that way based on the rankings. So, Rick, uh, number one, I agree with you completely. Number two, I was saying this on Saturday night that 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 Alabama doesn't have a Texas problem. Georgia has a Texas problem. That was the whole thing. Because if you're really going to say the four best teams is what they look for, okay, how in the world is Georgia not one of those four? Georgia should have been there instead of Texas, if you're really going to look at it that way. Yeah. So sure. that that's what, if I'm a Florida State fan, that's what ticks me off more than anything, is you're telling me it's the four best, yet your number one team went from one to six. Right. I mean, this entire situation is 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 completely blown up. Um, 
it's like Boo Corrigan looks at the television camera and says, we feel so bad for you, Florida State. This is awful. You know, you're almost in. You're five. You're just barely outside the surface. Oh, by the way, you're getting number six, Georgia, and you're a 15-point underdog. Right. Okay? Think about that. They put the number six team in and said that they're a 15-point favorite over the number five team. It's just another example of looking at this and saying, it is so messed up. But here's the deal. Florida State's got a loud voice, but it's not as loud as Texas. It's not nearly as loud as Alabama. And that selection committee now is just allowing time to go by. And what they're going to say is, well, this is why we needed a 12-team playoff. And there's other scenarios that, that crawl into this, okay? Jim Phillips, who is terrible at his job. Joe, you and I go every year. You yeah. know I've been all over his ass. This isn't a Florida State <laughs> thing. This is a conference thing. You and I have had many conversations about this. He's totally non-qualified, not qualified for this job. He put together this silly alliance. If you allowed the 12-team college football playoff, it already would have been in effect this year. But he got together with the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and they started pillaging, uh, obviously, from that conference, from the Pac-12. So that was Jim Phillips. He's got a lot to blame uh, as far as this is concerned. And, you know, I also think the the other story is, is Florida State's Board of Trustees saying that they're better than the ACC, saying that they need more money, and publicly unloading that instead of privately doing it, I would not be surprised if Jim Phillips and Boo Corrigan were kind of like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to lose some money here, but let's show Florida State this in the final year of the 14 college football playoff. Wow, a little conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, Rick, speaking of conspiracies, one more, just because you've had 48 hours now to marinate since I initially asked you about it. Patrick Payton entering the transfer portal. Does that signal a white flag of FSU may not be who we think they will be next year? Is it a bordering opportunity for him to make a little bit more money or something else entirely? No, it's all about cash for Patrick Payton. I mean, that's what it's about. And I still think this is a very fluid situation. I I think FSU has an opportunity to to bring him back unless something's happened in the last 30 or so minutes that, that, that I've missed. Um, he wants to get paid. He deserves to get paid. If you were to look at Florida State's roster, okay, and I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, um, this is with the belief that a lot of these underclassmen are, are going to the NFL. Patrick Payton's the most important guy you've got to bring back. He is far and away number one. So if, if, if you're paying current guys on the roster, he's got to make the most amount of money. He flirted with this a year ago a little bit. Joshua Farmer did the same. So, I do think that Florida State is still in the running to bring back Patrick Payton. Uh, the flip side of this is it's incredibly important for Mike Norvell not to lose him. The other transfers I'm okay with. I did like Marquiston Douglas a little bit as a blocking tight end. I was a little bit surprised uh, by that. But, you know, that, that, that's a position that I, I think you can go ahead and and find a couple of other players to bring in one of the better recruits this year in all of uh, high school football at the tight end position. Patrick Payton is a leader. He's probably their best player who is returning. So if you lose him, yeah, that that's going to hurt a little bit. The message is going to be what is going on at Florida State. These next couple of weeks are enormous for Mike Norvell. He's got a top three recruiting class of incoming freshmen. He's got to keep them. 
and the guys that he wants to remain on this team, the NIL has to find a way to keep them happy as well because, you know, there is going to be a little bit of cloud hanging over Tallahassee of the feel-sorry-for-me uh, type of atmosphere, and that's a tough thing to try to get through. And so, you know, it's a massive challenge coming up here for Mike Norvell. I'm just trying to get the staple out of the blue wallet just to kind of help the collective a little bit. All right, so we're turning you loose, but tonight there's plenty <laughs> more. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Oh, yeah, tonight's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'll have any more on that. Mm-hmm. I feel like a, like you guys just squeezed. I'm, I'm like a crest. I'm like a tube of crest. <laughs> And you guys just squeezed the the last out of me as far as uh, this Florida State thing. I mean, I just, uh, you know, it's like I just can't do it anymore. It's uh, it's time to move on. So uh, tonight uh, we do have some college football things that we'll get into, particularly the very latest uh, with the transfer portal. A lot on the Jaguars. We're interested to see what that injury report looks like when that comes out later today. And, yeah. and boy, it just feels like it's trending more and more towards Trevor possibly playing this weekend, which to me is just bizarre. I wouldn't play him. It's easy for me to say that. I wouldn't play him. But, yeah, we got all that. Sean Merriman's going to join us. He's got a big uh, fight card coming up Saturday night, Bare Knuckle Fighting. And Sean's always good to talk to the Jags about. Now, I guess I will uh, be a hypocrite here and ask him about the college football playoff since um, we're going to have the chance to talk with him. So, all that's coming up tonight, 6 days. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. At Baloo 1010XL and then the 6 o'clock into the night launch. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Embedded and shredded, he joins us now. Hey, he's ready to rock and roll. We are ready. Greg McGarity is going to join us, talk about that great Gator Bowl matchup and everything that went into that, get his thoughts also on Florida State not making the playoff and what it did to the ACC side of that bowl selection. So it should be a lot of fun. All that coming up on the Frangie Show, tons of Jaguars, Gators as well. Thank you, dude. Uh, Clemson and Kentucky is going to be a good game. Uh, How does Dabo feel about there. Amelia Island yeah. in December? Yeah. That's, the, that's the real begging, big question I have. Yep. They're all going to be happy with it. That's for sure. Friends show coming up next, but first. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. My takeaway is there's at least one report out there that Marvin Harrison Jr. and Travion Henderson have been offered NIL deals that rival first-round pick money, and Marvin Harrison has said he still wants to beat Michigan. He wants to win a Big Ten title. He's leaving the door open, potentially going back to the Buckeyes. Hmm. My take is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence playing in this game Sunday. He's practicing. He's moving around, throwing the ball. Whatever flexibility class he's taking, I need to take it. <laughs> I mean, my take was going to be Gators related, but after that, for me, uh, uh, well, he could be the second overall pick. So if he's going to give up thirty-six million dollars, it's a lot. Either Ohio State's got a lot of money, or that's just a bad decision. A lot of Buckeyes right there. A lot of Buckeyes. My takeaway is uh, somebody just took Trevor Etienne away from me. Okay, the joy mm-hmm. in my heart is gone. Wish you luck, number seven. Nah. All right, we are out. we got the Frangie Show coming up next. Uh, we've got plenty as we head into the weekend, so stick around right here on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Joe C., me, O'Brien, Matty Hayes, Big Surson, JJ.